Boom. We're live. <laughs> Damn, we're back. Hello, everybody. It's getting worse. I know you're you're slowly <laughs> tuning in right now on Santa Cruz you just waves. Warm them up, yeah, we're warming everybody up. I hope you're warm tonight because freezing outside. But nice, welcome back. Nice salty food lid. Dude, I just got this today. That's yeah, thanks, thing. Sean Dollar. Appreciate uh, that. My new salty lid. Yeah, much much good. much appreciated. Uh, welcome back. Tonight is show number, I believe, eight hundred, maybe seventy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, possibly. Uh, catch you up. Catch you up tomorrow. Well, it's been 10 years and we we might have old timers now but uh somewhere around 870 so hope you guys if you ever want to see them all go off lipradioshow.com they're all on there uh we're neil we talked about it earlier we're in the political swing right now that's right that's what the, we call it the circus yeah the, the yeah the circus is in town all, interviewing them all except i think this time i'm not because i think we i think we we know Okay, besides that, before we do any more, without further ado, let's welcome our guest. Can you see the sign? But Monica, Monica Martinez, Martinez. who is vying for the 5th District of Santa Cruz District Supervisor, which is basically means Scotch Valley, uh, all the way up, all SLD. Way up, up the San Lorenzo Valley, mm -hmm. parts of Santa Cruz. I Big think Basin about is that, in right? there? Yes, it is. Okay, oh, yeah, Big Basin? Our side. Yeah, okay. Big Big Basin? You, you chose that, 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 you chose there because you live there? Yes, I live in Felton, yeah, um, and I love living in the Santa Cruz Mountains, yeah. Well, congrats to running. Thank you. We saw you on the front page of the paper yes, today. I wanted to bring it because um, it would be a great prop. She, but, yeah. she, was, yeah. she was like buddy buddy with Nick, Bruce McPherson. The big guy. Yeah. And we thought, well, he got his vote. What did we, it's, well, that's a, it's, it's shut and it's Currently, he's at the desk for what you're running for. Yes, he's the incumbent. Right, and uh, and he's endorsing you, which, congratulations. Thank so that's, you. that's huge to have the current jefe <laughs> El endorse jefe. you, right? So, yeah. um, so congrats to that. You, you also have other people that endorse you. We'll get to it. Um, it's uh, it's it's a new kind of district. You're absorbing Scotts Valley, right? Um, a little bit more of Scotts Valley. Always mm -hmm. a, a part of Scotts Valley was in the district. Now we have the entire city. Um, but I think that's great. You know, I think that we're all one big community. We all rely on each other, and so yeah. Did I hear your district's fifty-two thousand people? That's in the range. Yeah. Okay. That's about right. Yeah. yeah that's a lot. Yeah. And, and have you been out? Shaking hands, Knocking kissing babies, doing yeah, the whole deal. Absolutely. What's yeah. the vibe? Are you are you are you feeling good? Yeah, right yeah. You know, I'm I'm a member of the San Lorenzo Valley community, right? I've got kids that go to the elementary school, so I'm at like drop off and pick up every day. Mm -hmm. I'm at community events, and so really, and I'm engaged as a as a public servant. I'm doing a lot of service in the area, so in general, I'm kind of out and about everywhere. Um, but then, as I've launched my campaign, it's been a little bit more intentional. I'm knocking on doors. I was knocking on doors um, on Sunday in Scotts Valley, talking to folks, and it's really fun. I'm getting a lot of support. Um, as you knock on doors, Scotts Valley, I know that has to be uh, one of the biggest topics, fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that that's, we have that on the show, it comes up all the time. Yeah. It, it has to be, well, it was a natural disaster. It's like a Loma Prieta earthquake. There's only a few, right, Neil? There's right. only a few things like that in our community. Right. Um, how many years has it been now? Four years? Well, it was 2020. Okay, so we're almost four years into yeah, it. Yeah. How, in your opinion, how have things gone since the fire? And I know it's a big part of your constituents' concerns. Yeah. What? How can you help and what's going up to this point? Sure, yeah. I mean, I think that fire recovery is probably the number one issue that I hear about when I'm knocking on doors. 
because our community, our neighbors, like we want our neighbors back. Mm-hmm. We 911 homes were lost during why, the fire. But why didn't why didn't <coughs> our community or our leader, public service leaders back at that time, didn't rub their hands like, okay, we're going to help these people. We're going to rush. We're going to get these permits done quickly. We're going to help these people out. And here we are today. People still probably uh, dealing with permit issues. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's one of those things. There was, I think, there's a lot of momentum early on. There was a lot of interest. We heard a lot of words like, hey, we are going to get people back home but we haven't seen the action and we haven't seen the accountability at the county level. I think Mm -hmm. that our county has a culture of of slowing things down at the planning process, um, a culture (coughs) of slow growth. And I think that's really tripping us up um, and getting in the way of our priority because I think any one of us would agree that our neighbors deserve to rebuild if they want to rebuild. And so, I mean, whether I'm in SLV knocking on doors, Scotts Valley knocking on doors, fire recovery and fire prevention Mm -hmm. are, is probably the biggest, biggest issue that I hear about. Um, You asked like, what do I do? You know, I think that the first thing is, um, it starts with accountability. Like I said, we don't even know how many people who lost their home to the fire actually intend to rebuild. We know how many people have started the permitting process, but I want to actually poll and talk to and survey every single property owner that lost their home. Why do you want to do that? Because I want to know what our number is. Because once we have a number, we have to be accountable to it, right? That would be how many people actually want to Are rebuild. Are intending to rebuild. Right. Because I personally have friends who lost their home and they're not planning on rebuilding. They use their insurance um, payment. They bought a place in Berkeley. They're not coming back. Some land shifted. It's nearly impossible to rebuild. Right. So let's get them out of the count and let's talk. If there's 403 people who are planning to rebuild, let's create a system of tracking that and just not, you know, checking them off one at a time. And let's, you know, look at an issue that a single family is having and, you know, casework it with all the department directors right. until we get them through the process because that can open up the way for 10 more people who have the same issue. Um, nice. You know, I did this this project back when I was the executive director of Homeless Services Center. It's now Housing Matters. It was called 180-180, and we set a goal to house 180 of the most vulnerable people experiencing homelessness in less than two years. What's the most vulnerable? What's that? It's, it's medically vulnerable, technically like the most likely to die. So mm-hmm. we surveyed people experiencing homelessness and there was a set of conditions and the, pe- the top 80 of the most medically vulnerable, yeah. we had them by name. Yeah. We knew where they slept. We knew what their condition was. And then we were accountable. Mm-hmm. And you can't just walk away. Right. Right. So then we started knocking them off name by name, person by person and getting them case managers and volunteers and support funding to get them housed. And we were able to exceed our goal. We housed 200 people within that time period. So what if we took the same approach when it comes to getting people to rebuild? I want to know the list of everybody and I want to just work it day by day. And as a supervisor, you know, we'll, it's, it's about directing the staff and directing the leadership and holding them accountable to yeah. get them there. And so right. how many houses, um, so you said over 900 have burned and how many so far have rebuilt? 52. Have 52 out in. of 900. It's totally unacceptable. I'm embarrassed to say it, even though I'm not accountable to it right now. Right. I'm, do you think I'm, that's I'm because do you think that's the fault of the, of the political reader or is the fact that's the, or is it their choice? No, I think it's, I, I think that people would be really, um, 
offended to hear that it's their choice not to rebuild. I think that as far as the people who are working their way through the process, yeah. I think people are trying. Yeah. Um, I think that there are bureaucracy um, layers in place that are standing in the way. Mm -hmm. I think some of them are local, you know? So if there's any sort of local code or compliance issue that we yeah. can change, we must change it. And some of it is at the state level. I know we were talking earlier about like assembly member Gail Pellerin. Mm -hmm. She needs to then advocate for some state changes that allow our local residents to rebuild back to the condition that they were at before. Right. And so right. You actually were evacuated for the fire. Yeah, absolutely, for almost a month. And I had three children at like six and under at the time. And that must have been rough, right, for you personally? I mean, yeah. and, and your home survived. You yeah. actually went back. Super fortunate to have a place to go back to. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was a parent of small children in the middle of a pandemic. When that was back when they closed the parks. Do you remember yeah. when like the parks have like yellow tape? Yeah, around yeah, them? I remember. And I was also the CEO of a healthcare organization responding to the pandemic, trying to navigate all of that, you know, while displaced. And it was, it was a really um, shit show. Total shit show. <laughs> and uh, you know, like one of the hardest things. Like I look back and I'm like, how did I get through that? And so hmm. it was a motivator when it comes to running, honestly. That's, I why, felt Bruce, like... that's, why, that's why Bruce endorsed you. Yeah. Well, you it was really, hard. Right? You know, it was like I do hard things. You really have an interest in what's going on yeah. um, based on experience and based on your neighbors and the people who live in your community. It, it, when it comes to those 50 people, did they? is there a reason that those 50 got built already and 850 haven't? Yeah. How, were those 50, were they financially capable? I mean, what's the... I don't know. What's the breakdown of that? Yeah, I don't know the breakdown. Um, I think that data is critical to getting the next people housed, right? Like, I want to have the answer to that question. I think that our entire county should know the answer to that question because that'll help us. It'll give us clues and evidence right. to help the next set of people um, rebuild. Mm -hmm. I think some of it's probably like geologic, right? Like homes that um, where the neighborhood is mostly still intact and you know they have some of the basic infrastructure that makes it easier. Um, but our district, we're struggling with basic in infrastructure. We're struggling with water. Oh yeah, uh, big basic Felton, water Felton, issue Felton, is yeah, huge. Right? Um, and power mm -hmm. and a lot of other, you know, septic issue roads. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, um, you know, there's probably a lot of variables that contribute to how people have been able to navigate the process yet. But all I know is like what's been happening isn't good enough. And nobody could say that. I recently saw one second Neil here, but I recently saw that um, your district is the number one landslide district in the state of California. Oh my gosh, I've heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. Is, that is, do you hear that? Well, it hasn't rained. The, the number yeah. one yeah. dirt in the state of California that could slide away from a... Well, every time we drive up Highway 9, it's closed. Well, one, <laughs> one, one lane's closed. Oh, you were driving? But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Every time we drive to Highway 9, that's why I quit doing that radio station. Yeah, right, right. It's, it's, right. it's pain in the ass drive up there. I remember Love Creek. <coughs> I, was, I was living in Santa Cruz when Love Creek gave way. Um, I mean, we've had a fire, but there's other potentials coming up that I feel like you really have to get ahead of. And yeah. that's a challenge for, for any leader yeah. to get in front of that. Yeah. So when Bruce has, you put your arm around you, right? Put your arm around you and it's paper. When was the conversation he had like, okay, Monica, these are things you, this, these things are fucked. <laughs> He's like, good luck. Did <laughs> <laughs> so he say like, good luck? Or what, were, what, were those things, what were those things he said good luck with? Two. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that Supervisor McPherson, like, he's, he's done a good job. You know, he's been there for three terms. He's been, you know, he's made some major progress on a number of issues in the district. 
Um, I think that anybody in his seat in the middle of 2020 when you know the fire hit the pandemic and everything would be exhausted by the everything that hit our our district and our county as a public health leader i was exhausted by mm -hmm. covid response right and so i think that um you know i want to thank him for what he's accomplished and also like i bring fresh energy and i right. bring a different approach mm -hmm. and i'm frustrated like every other resident in the district and I have a sense of urgency that I think probably his office lost over right. time. Can we talk about also about PG&E? Oh gosh, that's a bad word in the district. You can't, right, it's you can't a bad say. word in that district, right? Bad because every time, every time, if it's one, one raindrop, the power goes out, right? If the power goes out like, like every day, yeah. not every day, but <clears throat> what what is it? What what? How could you approach that monster? Yeah. Because I know a lot of people complain about PG&E. One being my our, our friend Rosie from KSEO, well, she's always bitching about that. Yeah. But because of their liability, <coughs> they turn <coughs> off the power now when the winds are strong. Right. And we live in a windy coast. Right. And so either we go underground, which they're trying up there are right they, now. Are they trying to go underground? Are they trying to do that or no? It, it's all about money, right? And it's about priorities. And they want to go underground everywhere, and I'm not sure that at this point they see SLV as the priority. Um, I think one of the the changes that I'll bring as but How a, can they not see SLV as being... How can they not see it's that It's all based on priority? meters, Neil. The more meters that are hooked up, the more money they're getting. Yeah. And it's not that easy to dig up there, right? It's not yeah. that easy. So I think uh. one of the differences that I'll bring as a supervisor is that, you know, I live in Felton. When the power goes out, you don't need to like contact my office to let me know that the power is out, right? Because you won't be able to get hold of me. You know, I, I completely know that the power is out. I know when the roads are closed because I can't pick up my kid from school. Right. You know, I know um, exactly what it's like to live up there. Right. We haven't had a supervisor that lived in the San Lorenzo Valley representing the fifth district since 2002. Wow. So, so the which is the folks, majority of the district. It is. Right. It is over sixty percent. Mm -hmm. And so, I think just by way of having a resident in the seat, there's going to be a lot more attention on basic infrastructure issues like PG&E. Now, we know a lot of the PG&E, um, the the governance happens at the state level, and again, that's where our state partners like Assemblymember Gail Pellerin, like mm -hmm. Senator John Layard. Like, those are my colleagues. I've been working with them for a long time professionally. I want to be their ally and their voice and their partner to give them the real life experience of what it's like to live there, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I do a lot of my work, like many of us, I do a lot of my work from home. Right. How do you work from home when you have no power, right? But then how do you get to work when you, your roads are closed, right? It's, right. it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. and Trees I, are down. Yeah. But there's a so choice when you live up there. That, that, you know that's going to be part of the, part of the deal. <clears throat> you lose your power. Your roads are going to be closed. It's just it's, that's the way it is up there. That's, it's what living. It's what living in the country is all about. Right, but we deserve more. Let's be real, Neil. Yeah, like, I do. Yeah. We deserve much, much more in the fifth <coughs> district. Um, there, there are county resources that get allocated. Uh, we've seen what's happened when you know a road it gets washed out in maybe the Aptos or SoCal area. Like how quickly that gets fixed. Oh, it's amazing when, what they can do in a weekend. It is, or like, you know, when, when um, there's a major storm in the capital area, like the governor came, the president came, but we're up like drowning in the San Lorenzo Valley. And I we're remember, stuck in I, our homes I, and, 
And so we don't have that same attention. And so one of my missions in life and as a you know supervisor is to bring attention to the residents of the San Lorenzo Valley. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to live up there. And we're real people. We're contributing to the county like everybody else. We you know, work here, right. uh, we're, we're, we're raising our kids here, and so we need our fair share of resources. I feel like anyone that lives in the Valley that's listening right now has to be like, we got our voice, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, like, well, we're trying. Yeah. Vote for me. Yeah, right? Well, I mean, yeah. that's important. Well, speaking of voting, so how do people vote for you? People listening right now, how do they vote for yeah, you? Yeah, so March 5th is the primary election. Okay. March 5th. Yeah. Think about that for a second. That is... It is December. Yeah. So that means the ballots are going to be in your mailbox on February 5th. Vote early, please. Mm. And by March 5th, you know, there's a chance that I can win this campaign outright. Um, but I know you've discussed this before, but the way this campaign works is if one candidate gets 50% of the vote plus one, they become the supervisor-elect, and they don't have to go to a runoff in November. Right. So gotcha. I really need yeah. your yeah. help to... Well, get there. I did read in the paper that some of the other possible people running against you haven't even signed up. So, with with your endorsements, can we just I, <laughs> let's talk about endorsements? Besides the current supervisor of the fifth district, who else is endorsing you? All let's stop right. by maybe your top but five. Before, but before anybody, any, those candidates who may haven't signed up yet are thinking about it. After what they saw on the front page today, like. Why am I bothering? Why am I bothering? Because how much does it cost to start with? Check for you got to write a check for fourteen hundred bucks to begin with, so don't you? To get on the ballot, yeah, yeah. <coughs> right. And you so got to raise that money, you know. You got to raise that I'm money. Completely doing this. I'm right. not funding my own campaign. I'm mm -hmm. completely doing it by contributions of our community. Okay. Do you need funding um, still? Absolutely. Yeah. I you have a website, obviously, and yeah. a Facebook page. Yeah, MartinezForSupervisor.com, mm -hmm. and I would love your endorsement. Sign up for my email um, updates, contributions make a huge difference. Um, but you want to talk about endorsements? And I'm yeah, really I proud do. of my list no, of endorsements. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm working really hard on that. Um, do, you have, do you have a top five or is there more than a top well, five? I don't want to let's not call this a top five. Okay, all right. <laughs> five that five just come and, to mind. Okay. Oh, five, <laughs> five good ones. Okay, yes. You know, okay, okay. Like, so he's like, what? Am I number six, seven? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they ch I changed my endorsement. I know, you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> okay, but five, five about, that you love. You talked about Supervisor McPherson, and obviously that means a lot to me. Um, we had... Did you get that, like, did he come to you like, I'm going to endorse you, or you like, were you calling him every day? It was really, it was really, uh, it meant a lot to me. A lot of people have been calling him saying, hey, who are you going to endorse? Who are you going to endorse? He was very tight-lipped about that. He's a, he's a very, a he has a lot of respect for others. He wanted to wait till the end of the filing period to announce who he was going to endorse, and he wasn't really giving a lot of hints. So the filing period ended on Friday afternoon, Friday, 5 o'clock. He called me on Saturday morning. Wow. It was, wow. yes. Good and so yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. 9 a.m. Yeah. I see That's Bruce McPherson on my phone. Yeah. I was, you know, really, mm -hmm. really delighted to share that. Yeah. Um, so got that one. Uh -huh. I'm really proud that um, former assembly, assembly member Mark Stone endorsed me. Oh, yeah. Nice. Mark Stone. Yeah, he's he, a good he guy. used to be in the seat, mm -hmm. and um, he then was with the assembly, and he's endorsed me. Um, I think that one that I'm a little I'm a little proud of because there was rumors that he might be running against me was Sheriff Jim Hart. Oh, uh, he the lives sheriff. in the district, okay. and um, and I think that what that signifies one you know public safety is really important in our district. We rely on the sheriff's office because we're unincorporated, so mm -hmm. that is our law enforcement. Public safety is very important, but also you know I run Health and Human Services, and he runs you know the law enforcement, and at times. 
you know, those things could be odds or they work together. You need each and other. I think that Especially it really, when they picked up the shooting there about a couple of years ago. Yeah, of a sheriff um, sergeant, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. So we, so it, I think it really signifies that, that I'm able to, you know, build bridges and work together. Well, and the sheriff's, he's our number one law enforcement dude. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so that's, okay. Yeah, it's we, a big that's, one. Pretty, we, can, we can end it right there. And then we're going to go to um, organizations that mean a lot to oh, me. Okay. So, so I'm the only candidate in Northway Planned Parenthood. Oh, and that means a okay. lot because, as you know, we haven't had a woman on the Board of Supervisors since 2012. Who was that woman? Do you remember? Her, her name was Ellen Preary. Yeah. She oh, was Ellen. in the back seat. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and so that means she was voted in, in 2008. Hmm. So our county hasn't elected a woman since 2008. You know, and there's never been a time more important to have Planned Parenthood than right now. So yeah. congrats to that endorsement. Thank you. Yeah, you get yeah. one more. Oh, that is so hard. That is so hard. <laughs> Off the radio show. Yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. You're going hey, on yeah. at your yes, the radio yeah, show. You're wearing a button. <laughs> we'll give you another one. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm um, really proud that I've become, <clears throat> um, I, I've built really strong relationships with the labor movement. I think that right now it's so important to support working families. Like when we talk about affordable housing or economic justice, like we're talking about being able to live here, right? Working families being able to live in this community. And so um, I'm really proud that, you know, whether it's SEIU 521 or the Building and Construction Trades Council, the Labor Council, they've all endorsed me. Um, and that's a lot of those folks live up in my district and it means a lot. Well, and, and also too, there's a lot of, um, labor to be had rebuilding up there yeah you absolutely. think about we talked about a little earlier about the, the uh how much monetary is associated with the rebuilding after the fire yeah it's a gigantic amount of money yeah and yeah. so I, I hope that that all works out hey yeah. look at that uh, I got a question, I got a question. Yeah, very yeah, important yeah. question okay may she may have the best do quaff do on anybody <laughs> who's ever been on the show you think so yeah, so do you, who's, the, who's your barber slash hairdresser? Oh, I love her. I'm so lucky. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, I mean, because you get the best people coming over. Does she endorse you? She lives in my district. Oh, she's, she's, she's oh, better. Right. Yeah, in the Santa Cruz part. Who gives a yeah. I mean, good, good, Okay, good, 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 good. so Annie, it, her name, you spell it A-N-I, she um, used to work at Get Faded, so, you know, it's like mm -hmm. a fade, yeah. but now she works at a different salon. Uh, she's been my... Well, for us? My hair lady for a while. Do we call that? What? Barbara? I don't know. Hair yeah, lady? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but man, she's the best and she's also a lot of fun. Right. So awesome. look at that. that. Best hair. You know, yeah. I don't know. You think so? Because yeah, we so think, I think, I mean, I, We've had everybody on, as you know, people. That's yeah. That's good. That's good. I appreciate that. Personality, that. Right? Yeah, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, you know. So tell Annie she doesn't uh, go. It, uh, your favorite band? Do you know the Tedeschi Trucks band? No. Okay, well. That's one of them? Okay, that's one of them. Uh, okay, who is it? All, Tedeschi Trucks band. Tedeschi Trucks People band. People who love like the Almond Brothers are like, oh, oh my oh, God. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love Almond <laughs> Brothers. It's, it's, it's similar yeah, to the Almond yeah, Brothers. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. Yep. Um, you know, I'm a big Brandy Carlisle fan. That's for all the, you know, okay. <laughs> the women Carl, out there. Bro. Oh, I got to love Brandy. Was that from like 1942? Brandy oh Carlisle? You're thinking somebody might. <laughs> oh, man. Was that you in the 80s? Was she 80s? No. Nice. No. Oh, man. Oh, okay, Brandy Carlisle. Um, God, I listen to a ton of music. I'm a big K-Pig listener. Oh, okay. That. No, that's great. Yeah. K-Pig awesome. Have you ever, yeah. since that concept, you, when I contact you, have you ever heard about a show before? A little bit, yeah. Uh, 
So, yes. But only because you interview political people. Yeah, I'm in their circle. So, like, when, you know, Shepard was on here, I was kind of trying John Nair's been on a bunch of times. We love John because he doesn't bullshit anybody. No. No. But we love having, for one, we educate ourselves. Yeah. We educate people who listen and watch. And, um, and, and we also get to know you. Yeah. And that's the best thing about this show, sharing it with the community, is that um, you don't get a lot of that. You, you, Neil always says it. A lot of times when you get a, uh, a media moment, you get like 10 seconds. No One quote. Yeah. Here we can find out about you, yeah. what you stand for, where you live. You know, we more People are going to learn more about you tonight than they'll learn probably in any other facet. So yeah. talk, once you, once the day you get elected, top three things you want to work on are... Yeah. What are the top three things you want to work on? Number one, fire recovery. Yeah. Right? And that's actually like to say disaster recovery. So if you lost your home in a winter storm, you know, I count that in disaster recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two, disaster preparedness because it's only a matter of time that the next thing is going to hit us. When you say something like that, are you holding classes or are you going to go to a YouTube video that you made or how? What are you guys going to do? I think um, there's a lot of informal organization that happens when a disaster hits the San Lorenzo Valley, for example. Lots of neighbors helping neighbors, lots of small community groups, but there's no infrastructure around that. And I think there's so much more the county can do to shore up Mm -hmm. um, the the support that we have there. And so I really want to be a leader that advances that. Um, the next thing is affordable housing. I think that's huge. It's been something that I've worked on my entire career. Um, and as a kind of healthcare professional, I see the impact of not having enough affordable housing. So I- Are the people who aren't, who aren't getting, can't afford affordable housing, or people, people, the people who are, do affordable housing, are they actually getting it? Ask that question again. Are they getting, the people who need affordable housing, are they getting it? As quickly as we can build it, Right. The, the supply and demand. Well, yeah. what's funny about SLV is, you know, I've been here 40, over 40 years. SLV was the affordable housing. Yeah. Like if you couldn't afford to be down here in the flats, up there, rent was a third less for mm-hmm. the most part and, and probably still is today. Yeah. But it's, that's not affordable anymore. No. Yeah. It used to be you could work at a pizzeria and rent a room. Yeah. And you can't do that anymore. No. No. Um, is that ADUs? Is, is that like, is, what, is it... Is it like how how is because homes are all two and three bedroom homes. That's, yeah. that's not affordable. Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. It's ADUs where you can build them. It's um, you know s- slicing and dicing homes if you can to make more units. It's building where you can build along the transit corridors, um, along places of you know local business so people can walk and live and work in the same place. Um, it's higher density housing where possible. Mm-hmm. And so it really depends. You yeah. know, my district has a little bit of everything, right? We've got very rural, mountainous communities where you're not going to be putting a lot of like major affordable housing developments. Like our right. septic systems and roads won't, and water right. won't sustain that. However, um, in Scotts Valley or in other parts, the parts in Santa Cruz, we, we could possibly do more. And so our district needs to do our fair share. And as one of five votes, I can be a vote to help advance projects across the county. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Um, and I, I feel, again, I just want to say that I feel you're hitting home with your constituents right now because that's probably their same concerns. Yeah. Is fire involved in your disaster preparedness? Absolutely. Because that yeah. seems like that'd be your best avenue for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's fire, and there's and there's a lot of cool organizing happening around firewise communities. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. So um, it's organizing neighbors around 
brush clearing and right, creating right. defensible space around your home and training neighbors to prepare. And there's, it's just a whole swell of momentum happening there. So I yeah. want to be able to support that. But it's also like, how do we respond when there's a major storm and power goes out for two weeks? Or when uh, one of our major arteries, like Highway 9, to, closes, people, what do we do? Are people used to it, though? Yeah. You know, I think in the people who live in the San Francisco Valley, like, we're incredibly resilient yeah. and incredibly self-sustainable, and that's a strength. Like, I don't want to take oh, away yeah. the strength. However, we deserve more, mm -hmm. right? We deserve much, much more. We deserve much better. And that's what I want to bring. Well, it's know? kind of like, even though you have a chainsaw in the trunk, doesn't need that you <laughs> should be on your own. Right. You yeah. know, you, you can, I, I, I totally get it. You know, an interesting thing is we, you know, Neil, I bought that house up in Bend, Oregon. And in our neighborhood, they have an organized volunteer fire group. Yeah. To where every house for free can get a water tote put in their front yard. Wow. Because what happens in a fire is the water pressure drops. So the fire department can use these totes to replenish their, and then you That's could a fight a yeah. fire yourself. Yeah. But they're very organized, yeah. and they encourage people to get their own fire trucks. And they're probably using rainwater for that. Yeah, they're, they're encouraging people yeah. to stock water, but um, it seems like we need more of that up we there. Do. Because uh, it, you're in a mountain, Yeah. and uh, mm -hmm. fire goes on those mountains like no tomorrow. Yeah. So you, would you like to have our endorsement? Please, Hang yes. On. We have a meeting. Hang on. Okay. Oh, we'll boy. Here we go. Yeah. You can ask yeah. me more hard questions. Let's go! You're in! Yay! <laughs> That's only that. our second endorsement! We're going on the website. Yeah. Official! Oh, Beyond the radio show! Yeah, we, we, that's out of our district, okay. but we're endorsing you. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Monica. Thank you. I hope you guys endorse her as well. Um, so, as we finish up the show tonight, I just want to say that I always say the winners are the ones who try. So, congrats to that. Thank you. Um, I feel like you have very strong endorsements. Uh, your experience is off the chart. Second to yeah, um, okay. uh, the contributions of you giving back and helping people is uh, fantastic. And this isn't a get rich scheme for you right. or a publicity stunt. You, you're here because you want to do it. So that's why we are saying that we think you're the perfect choice for this job. Thank you so and much. And we never do that. Right, Neil? No. Yeah, we don't. We don't so. give a shit. Yeah, yeah we got, that's true. We actually don't. But we appreciate no, we, I'm just kidding. who really deserve it. And you really do, so congrats. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate your cool sign. Cool. That sign's cool. I mean, come on. Look at that. <laughs> so once again, people can give me all your okay. website, all that. So martinezforsupervisor.com. Mm -hmm. You can also find me on Instagram. It's Monica for Supervisor. Uh, look it up. We've got Monica Martinez for 5th District Supervisor on Facebook. Um, sign up for my email updates. Come out and walk with me. We're having fun knocking on doors. Put a yard sign up. Um, give a contribution if you can. And mm. let's just do this. It's, we're going to break some you know, glass ceilings when we do this. And I'm really excited to do it with everybody's help. Well, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Um, I, I feel like this is going to be a great win, predicting. And, uh, and also monumental, too, right? You're going to be a couple firsts. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, that's th that's really cool. Appreciate Breaking down barriers yeah. is amazing. So congrats to all that. Um, and March? March 5th. Is the election? Yep. Uh, that's ballots going to be in their mailbox when? February 5th. So you want them to fill that out and mail it in? Yeah, vote early. If somebody emails you about a question... They can, you will reply to them Absolutely. about the district, and yep. uh, probably you'll hear about them fighting for a permit or something. Yeah, and I want to help. 
So help educate me. I have a lot to learn and I have a lot to do. <coughs> I'm here to serve. Thanks, Well, yeah, you're as deep in it as anybody. And get you being evacuated from the fire just makes me feel like you're in the heart of the whole district. So congrats to that. Thank Neil, you. we got some big shows coming up in the Next future. week, uh, the one and only, the, uh, the Honorable. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> the Honor. Mr. Fred Keeley. He's coming okay. back. Wow. Fred's coming back. Right. The, rest, the best dressed man. Fancy shoes. Don't tell him he didn't make my top five. Oh. Because he was a really early endorser. Okay, five and a half. Five and a half. Fred, Fred Keeley. Yes, Fred <laughs> Keeley makes the cut. Yeah. We'll let him know for Thanks. sure. All right, well, hey, everybody. Monica, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you Congrats. so much. Congrats. Right, I, I wish you the best. Thanks. Thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate if it. you're up there in District 5, you know who to vote for because we endorse her. Uh, Neil, thank you. Uh, next week, Mr. Mr. Fred, Honorable Fred Keeley. In wearing his fancy the shoes. Hey, the do you think they're, they're going to be pointy? They're going to be black? They're going to have fancy stitching out. on he it? Can, he can out-talk you and I. Oh, no, we don't have to talk. We're just Tune saying. in. <laughs> if you want to see me not I'm saying anything. i Gail Pellerin this week. I'm interviewing... Some big uh, stuff. Who else am I interviewing? Somebody, a, a whole bunch of people. The political firestorm yeah, has been unleashed. Electric I love season. it. Okay, well, hey, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, T-Fox, thanks for having us on Santa Cruz Waves. We'll see you guys next week on the Off Lip Radio Show.